Hey, what not the podcast? Pastor Wolfmuller here, February 8th, year of our Lord, 2023. Sorry for the break. The key to a successful podcast is consistency. Anyway, back at it, answering a question from someone who asked that their name not be revealed, but a great question about spiritual apathy and what do we do about it? How do we, how do we react to it? How do we work on it? Uh, hopefully, three, four tips here that are helpful for, for this individual and for you as well. Here you go. Here's a wonderful question from Don't Mention My Name, who writes, How does one combat spiritual apathy? I've grown up a believer in the Lutheran Church, but can only say that beside a short period of two-ish months, uh, years ago, two-ish months, some years ago, I've never developed a real care about my salvation or desire to be with God. I want to obey God as a servant to his king, but it's increasingly difficult for me to go further than that, to care about what Jesus did for me, or to desire salvation at all. Even prayer feels too uncomfortably close. I'm not really sure what I should do. Do you have suggestions? Thank you so much for this um, for this note, this question. And it's. I think it's not just going to be helpful for you, but for a lot of people, because... Frustratingly enough, we have l- much less control over our our wants than we do even over our will. We uh, Lutherans are used to talking about the bondage of the will, which is frustrating enough. But then there's the bondage of our wants, which is really tough because we don't feel like we ought to feel. Now, the first thing we should know is that our feelings are under the jurisdiction of the law of God. This is the ninth and tenth commandments, you shall not covet, which means that even the activity of our heart, the desires of our heart, those internal wants, even our appetites are under the jurisdiction of God's law. And so we repent of wanting the wrong thing and of of not desiring the right thing. Uh, and yet, try as we will to cultivate good and godly desires, it's very difficult. This is, um, I would commend to you Luther's discussion of acedia or acadia, depending on how you pronounce it and who you ask. Uh, That is the, uh, what's oftentimes somewhat lazily discussed uh, as one of the seven deadly sins of sloth. And we normally think of sloth as just a person who, who's too lazy to work. But, but Luther rightly takes up that discussion of Akadia in, in the context of the third commandment. Uh, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, noting that it's a, a spiritual apathy, uh, in indifference to the things of God. The loss of a sense of, of wonder at the good things that God has done for us. It should be, and again, just thinking of Luther uh, getting ready for worldwide Bible class today, he'll say stuff like, look, look, this, this news, for example, of the birth of Jesus or the miracle of Jesus or the death and resurrection of Jesus, it should cause our heart to burst with joy. And yet we see it as cold and indifferent and we're more interested in the in the local newspaper or in the results of the basketball game or whatever. We, we, I mean, that stuff is not bad, but we, 
we recognize that that we don't even we don't have a right sense of emotional proportion when it comes to the things of God. So what do we do about that? That's really what the question is, some practical tips. The, the first thing is to recognize that, um, that spiritual desire and spiritual satisfaction belong together. It's a little, it's a little trick to, to kind of sort through because we, we normally think of, if you just think, for example, of your stomach. Uh, think of your stomach at Thanksgiving. You wake up on Thanksgiving and you're hungry and you desire food. You're looking forward to it. But then, a couple hours later, you've stuffed yourself, and the desire is gone, and you are satisfied. In fact, you're probably past that. You're stuffed, right? So, so spiritual desire, so so desire and satisfaction are opposite to one another when it comes to our stomachs. Spiritually, they they're not. They run parallel to each other. So. The more satisfied we are with the Lord and his gifts, the more we desire them. And there's been moments, I think, where I've realized this myself, and it it has to do with the Lord's word. The more I study the Lord's word, the more I want to study the Lord's word. The more I read the Bible, the more I want to read the Bible. And the opposite is also true. People miss church, and the result is not like missing a meal that it makes you hungry. You miss church, and the result is you lose your hunger for church. I've watched this pattern unfold so many times, it's crazy. You you miss church the first time, your whole week is off, but a couple months later you miss church and maybe two weeks in a row, and then you can't remember even why you wanted to go in the first place, and your desire to be there just wanes away. So, So... so we, we know that cultivating spiritual desire is also cultivating spiritual satisfaction. So step one has to be a regular engagement with the Word of God, individually, personally, regularly. Uh, the, one of the best tools for this is the Treasury of Daily Prayer, which also has an app, although I, I do not think that uh, an app is as helpful as a page. And I also encourage people to read that book or to read their Bible with a pencil. The pencil forces you to pay attention to the words, to notice, for example, in the Psalms, the words that repeat themselves, to notice the structure, to notice the important things there. So to read with a pencil and to lightly underline or mark the important words or parts. So, so that starts to activate our attention and our imagination in reading the scriptures. Bring a pencil with you to church, and when the um, pastor is reading the scriptures, to, again, note those important things. Uh, To try to go back, uh, and this is just a practical tip, but to try to reread what you read yesterday. So when you're reading the Bible, if, for example, you're reading a psalm a day, Read today two psalms, Psalm 30 and Psalm 31. And then tomorrow, read Psalm 31 and 32. And see what you remember from the previous day. See what you noted and what you marked and see what you see the next day. This lets us see the depth and the richness of the scripture. Uh, In fact, if you wanted to, not just to read, if you wanted to read one psalm, 
to read the same psalm over and over for a week. And that is reminding you that there's more there. It's one of the advantages as a pastor is that I'll read a passage multiple times throughout the week. In fact, multiple times throughout the day as I'm getting ready to preach it. And it pushes you back to pay attention to the details and the things that are there. But the main idea here is that engaging with the Word is the thing that's going to activate your hunger for the Word. It's also important to listen to good preaching. I I, uh, have been listening to my friend Pastor Melius uh, preach. I just have his, I don't know why I didn't have his sermon podcast on my podcast list, but Mount Zion Lutheran Church in Denver, Colorado. He's the best preacher I know. He might be the best preacher alive. It's just phenomenal. And I was listening to his Christmas sermon yesterday, driving and weeping as he was talking about the wonder of the birth of Jesus and how, how Mary and Jesus, Mary and Joseph would have looked at Jesus after he was born and how it changed when the shepherds came and all It's so great to, that good preaching will help reactivate that wonder and joy in the scriptures. So to listen to your pastor's preaching, to listen to good preaching, this is also great. On that line, my third recommendation, which is really, so first, to engage in the scriptures. The second is to hear the preaching, your pastor, uh, other pastors. And then, and maybe this is also true, to be able to listen to Luther's preaching. Uh, there has hardly been a, a better preacher than Martin Luther. And the way he uh, pays attention to the text teaches us also to pay attention to the text. And so um, to let other people guide you into the joys of the scriptures is, is really the idea here. So you can, you can download Martin Luther's sermons for free on Google Books and to engage in those uh, maybe once a week or something like that. Again, it, it, it's activating that curiosity and interest and imagination uh, in, the, in the Lord's Word. Okay, last piece of advice. I think that the Lord's Prayer, one of the gifts of the Lord's Prayer is that it is training our hearts to want the right things. So we have, a, uh, we have our appetites, our desires, the things that we long for. And because we are sinners, those appetites are for the wrong thing. There's lust that lives in every commandment. So there's idolatry and rebellion and apathy and anger and lust and greed and bitterness. Uh, the, the, our, the, the shape of our hearts and the longing of our hearts are, are crooked and corrupt because we're sinners. We think then that the problem is our desires, but this is wrong. The problem is not our wanting, but the thing that we want. It's not our longing, it's the object of our longing. And I think that one of the gifts of the Lord's Prayer is that it reorients our wants and desires. It tells us the things that we should want, the things that we should long for. Um, the Lord's name, that it would be holy among us. His kingdom, His will. Ah, daily bread, which is, puts a bit of a cap. That's the only petition that's somewhat limited, the daily. And, and that's because if left to our own, 
all we would want would be daily bread. But no, we'd want bread for today, tomorrow, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So the Lord has to put a cap on it. Daily bread, that's, it's okay to want to eat and stuff, but you got to be careful for your longing there. But then forgiveness, leading, deliverance, that we're, we're longing for these things. So if, as you pray daily the Lord's Prayer, to expand those petitions and ask the Lord to shape your own heart into the, into the heart that wants the right stuff. Oh Lord, let your name be holy. And give me a desire for your holy name. Give me that longing and satisfaction in the holiness of your name. And grant this for the sake of your son, Jesus. This is the kind of way we can expand the Lord's Prayer. So I think that's a start. Uh, I mentioned Luther on the Third Commandment, the Large Catechism. Uh, if you send me a note, well, I'll send you a copy of the Large Catechism. If you don't have that, that's available to download uh, online as well. Uh, so uh, you, can, you can find that there. And that's a really great thing to read. That'll uh, that'll that'll be helpful as well. So thanks so much for the question. I hope this is also helpful to all of us listening. And it's one of the, the things that we'll be laboring under is uh, this cultivation of our longings and desires and attention, uh, our, our imagination and our curiosity to make sure that they're grasping on to the right thing, to the goodness of God, His holiness. So thanks again for the question. Fantastic. Hey, thanks for subscribing to What Not the Podcast and What Not the Newsletter. That's at wolfmuller.co slash whatnot or Wednesday or anyway, it's there. Or at what I should probably know how to tell you how to find these things on the Substack. It's a free email newsletter sent out mostly every week with theological tidbits. I'm hoping to publish one today with five questions to ask about living together. Um, hopefully that's a helpful little article that'll be published sometime in the next few days uh, and some other stuff try to give away a book once a month as well so so thanks for subscribing and you can you can pay to subscribe it's normally free there's some button you can press pay five bucks a month it doesn't get you anything extra it just helps the cause and the furtherance of the further development of products or or whatever this is to try to induce theological joy that's what we're after recovering the joy of theology the joy of orthodoxy so anyway thanks for your subscription and for your support uh really fantastic